Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 135 of the Eavesdrop Podcast, award-winning Eavesdrop Podcast. We have a man, Skyler Foreplay Johnson, legendary Call of Duty player, day one dude, uh, Call of Duty 4 through Call of Duty... Not uh, Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2, uh, professional player, found, co-founder of Envy, uh, co-founder of the Envy House, uh, did you did you ever look up uh, House of Envy uh, on YouTube? No, uh, don't do it. Oh, it's embarrassing. Well, it's not you guys; it's somebody else. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't don't bring it up, Matt. I don't want your <laughs> your uh, your for me page to change. Um, you played uh, college football. Yeah, you're a big dude. Yeah, you were a big dude. Really big dude. Yeah, really big dude. Um, let's let's start from the beginning at the top of the list, man. Yeah. Uh, who are you today? Oh man, just building. I'm Bob the Builder. I'm, I'm out here trying to build everything. Um, a man that lives on the past a lot, right? Looking up to the people around me and I see us all building in the sod. Um, owning some companies, running some things differently. I uh, saw some gaps in the market, trying to fill those gaps as well. Yeah, love that. You, a lot of people see them and they just assume that somebody else will do it, not realizing that, yo, dummy, I don't think anyone else has seen it, homie. You that you're that guy. The guy that you're thinking about, someone that's gonna do is like when people say somebody should, yeah. you're talking to yourself. Yeah. And maybe no one else has seen that hole. So take take advantage. So where 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 does your story begin? Uh probably what, two thousand eight? Um or before that I was playing football my whole life, right? I thought I was gonna be an NFL player. Where 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 are you from originally? All the give me give me the give me the Got details, it. man. All right. So uh Denver, Colorado. I was living in Colorado at the time. Um and grew up there. My parents moved me to Olmstead Falls, Ohio, my junior year of high school, mm. by myself to go play football because they had big opportunities to house a football state. You got to get out there. So I was living in a, a hotel. I don't even know if it was legal. <laughs> my mm -hmm. mom was paying the hotel mm -hmm. uh, every month and I was playing football. They eventually got out there and um, it was the best decision ever because it's like you work out different, you train differently. It was like real deal. Then I missed my family and friends back home too much in Colorado, finished the senior year there. And then went up to, um, I got a couple offers, Cincinnati, uh, Kentucky, and Louisville, I think were my three major D1 offers. So I felt like I was the man a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, I ended up going to a junior college because I had a little bit of an ego for football too. I was like, oh, I need to get to Miami. So my real father played. Uh, so I thought I was going to do something there. And then I went to Brainerd or Central Lakes Community College up there for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I did really well. Um, I got like that, what their version of like an all-state is. And then I got hurt, shattered my ankle. Ooh, yep. how? Um, like a spring training drill, um, like these frog hops. So yeah. like, for example, like you would uh, jump over someone else and then kind of roll and it was old school football training. I doubt they even do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were doing that. And then that's where the weight came on. That's where, that's why I started playing real video games, right? Like in high school, I dabbled on SOCOM. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd love I so remember SOCOM. That was like, SOCOM, SOCOM was the first, my first introduction to multiplayer. Yeah, same, yeah. yep. That was it. I, I didn't play as much because um, obviously high school is staying up too late and things like that. But then uh, outside of that, uh, what was it? 2008, I started, picked up Call of Duty, like, right? It was like 2007, the beta. Um, started playing that beta, fell in love with the M4A1 or whatever it was. Is it, wait, it wasn't the M4. What, was it M4? Oh, yeah. What was the what? Uh, R700? What was the AR that was ripping kids on the oh, beta? Oh, M16. 
uh, what was the was M4? it the M4? Yeah, it was the, the M4. M4. So you were using the M4 one sniping. I was using the M4, just blazing, blitzing everyone on that beta. Yeah, yeah, that gun no, was we, crazy. We got our asses beat. Like for, <laughs> for 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 the whole first week, I remember it was me, Diesel, Jay, um, me, Diesel, Jay, maybe Carlton or somebody else. We, we started playing Call of Duty Four. And uh, we we got a scrim, and the way that back then you got scrims on a beta was to like all join at once, yep. like one, two, three, like join yep. like via text or some shit, and uh, and we got our asses beat by um, Optic Nerve, who at the time was with somebody else, and we got our we got we got our asses beat really really hard. And I'm like, what the hell? And I wasn't back in the day. Uh, I was still coming off of Call of Duty Two, in which uh, I was told in a lobby that professionals only use iron sights on their snipers so i wanted to sort of carry that on to to call of duty 4 and uh and i i wasn't putting red dots on there and i was like uh, i was like oh you're new you're a noob if you you know i was i'm, I'm uh, i was i don't know why i made things harder for, for myself like it wasn't it's like oh this is what i do this is my style you yeah. know what i mean yeah. um but my favorite weapon back then was also the m4 silenced yeah. because yeah. of that little whistle that came out of it yeah. uh but you couldn't put an attachment. You couldn't put the iron sight or the uh, the red dot on it. If you were able to put the red dot yeah. plus that, you would have been uh, unstoppable. What, what was the rain map? That that map. With uh, the over, oh, um, over. No, it's not. Oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. We're OGs and we can't remember the. You know that map. Overgrown. It's not overgrown. Oh, we're gonna have to get help on no, this. No, we're one. not. We're not looking it up. We're okay. not looking it up. Right. Uh, but but move on while I. <laughs> Well, we keep it. So, so continue. You were using the M4. Called, yeah. You started playing. So, yeah. I, I, what? So you did the jumping drill. Which which ankle? Left or right? Right. Right, Your right ankle. ankle. Yep. Snapped and um, recovery. And honestly, it kind of taught me a lot about my discipline. How downpour. Lazy, lazy I was. Down, oh man. Downpour. In the clutch while we're talking. All right. Yeah. Um, taught me a lot about discipline. Like how lazy I have to be. Um, I didn't didn't rehab. Like it was over. You know, football was literally over. So I thought my life was over. I uh, went to. Like, yeah, that young. Yeah. Thought my life was over. I didn't really have any skills. Didn't know what I was doing. <clears throat> I was going to school for like sports science, trying to learn about like supplementation. But I was in like year two, you know what I mean? So it wasn't anything crazy there either. And then um, picked up video games and then started out. You know how competitive you are, right? Like in your life, you have to <laughs> be best at everything. So I heard there was a pro circuit coming up. And it was like, hey, we have till March to get ready. I didn't know anyone on like uh, really anyone in gaming as well. So I started playing pubs. I picked up a kid named Stainville. He was just playing on a wet work. Tosh Magruder. Tosh Magruder, yeah. He was playing. Fucking legend. He was playing wet work, and I was like, he's really good. I'm going to get him. Wet work's the, the, the ship. Yep, the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, he was running around the P90 Jug, silence, yeah. I think. Um, and I was like, all right, well. See, Jug, I can never get behind. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, never, I've never put that shit on ever. You say that because you're a sniper, though. Right? Yeah. Because you were sniping at the time. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. you know, that's, that ruined a lot of good good moments for you. Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. Um. So then, uh, same thing, man. Picked up another kid that uh, was playing Halo 2 at the time. This kid named Fierce, uh, Danny. And another kid named Michael, uh, Nemesis. And then we stuck with, we were the only team in 2008 for that pro circuit to stick together the whole year. So we went from, uh, we went fourth, third, first, and then we went to the national championship and played second against like, um, like Stroh was there with Unreal Talent and his team. UT, yeah. Yep. Who was, who, who was, uh, do you remember the, the roster? For Unreal Talent, yeah. it wasn't any of the OGs that he had. It was like Glaucoma, and it it, it, it wasn't the same Unreal dude, Talent. Dude, I remember this one dude from UT who was a really, really, really good player. 
And for the life of me, I cannot remember his fucking name, and I wish I did. I think I know who you're talking about. And he, was he really good with the SMG MP5? No. Nah, oh, no. No, nah, it's this white dude. Um, I don't remember. Okay. But but I wish I did. I wish I did. Yeah. Well, I, pl- I played with him for, for like a couple of weeks. He was good people. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So that was, uh yeah. And then first year, like MLG season one, then I kind of knew I had something. Told everyone I'm going to be a gamer and no one talked to me anymore. <laughs> like mm-hmm. My family's mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that, yet again, rolled into 2009 season. Um, same thing. How, how old were you at the time? What, at the time? been like 22? 22. So yeah. at the time where you're supposed to be on your own, start to... You know, become an adult, get a yeah. job, get your own place. The classic story. You chose to be a gamer. So, you, what, what were you, what did you, your parents say about that? Like, what were they? How are you gonna live? Yeah. And back then, the money. Yeah. Was how different. was? Oh, how man. were you gonna live? This is a funny story. Is we we would hit up. So, if you even go to Game Battles page like today, you'll see on there I have like three hundred tournament wins because that's how I paid my bills. Nobody knows, right? Like it wasn't like dude. You, you would go into a match like Tosh and I would sign up for like hardcore MP fives on Bog. Right, knew nothing about it, but we have to win because you gotta order food. And then we'd hit up Sundance and Nexi, not knowing my relationship would go into what it is with Sundance. We're like, hey, could we get paid early for this? They would send out a check. So we have like a hundred plus tournament wins on these random, random tournaments, mm-hmm. man. Crazy. Yeah. Then, well, what, what were those checks like back then? Oh man, four hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. So, um, was it was it like on a daily basis? Like, how much money were you making? And I'm not saying paid, but making and and got paid later. I'd probably say if we had a two to three k month, we were very happy, mm-hmm. very happy. Okay, and those didn't happen. Yeah, why wouldn't you be yeah. happy? Yeah, but that was split between that was split between two, uh, two people. Okay, like so fifteen hundred a month. Yeah, I mean, still doing doing what you love to do. Like, yeah, you know, it's, yep. it's 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 worth it to some people. And then we would always talk because the payouts for second, third, and fourth weren't weren't it. Like <laughs> you would get credits back. Yeah, and you ain't doing anything with GB credits. No, you know what I mean. So like we would say, there's always people that are playing that aren't getting getting those W's, mm-hmm. you know, but if we lost, we'd get so pissed at each other, because uh, then we eventually moved together to, in 2010. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. All right, so tell me, tell me that transition, right? You're, you're, at Col- you're in Colorado at the time now, right? When you were started playing, or where? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Playing football, yep. Playing football, but then you, you injured yourself and you stayed there? Uh, yeah, stayed there until I ended up meeting uh, Stro, and then. Well, tell me about that. Yeah, so met with Hastro at the 2000, eight national championships, 2009 national championships, I think. And then um, he was like, hey, um, I really see potential in Envy. I really want to like get behind so this you, thing. So you, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So you were Envy before Hastro was in Envy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, 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 tell me the story, yeah. man. Tell um, me the story. So, yeah, Envy, the whole Envious was built off my iPad. <laughs> like I had an iPod, the old school one. And I was going through thinking of team names. Envy was originally called Flatline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a Flatline. I think I didn't do that one. Um, and we... We ended up, or I just love the name NVS, but spelled obviously normally, and then switched to the US, and then the rest was, was history. We signed up for the whole pro circuit. We, we competed for two years, um, and then, in t- actually three years, and then 2010, Stro was like, hey, or actually t- 2009, Stro said, um, I wanna be a coach. We had a big problem with Modi and myself. I was supposed to go to the national championship for the following year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They All wouldn't right. let me back on the roster. Why? Because back then, well, I think it was just weird, and they were pretending like, no offense, MLG, they would just pretend like they had these strict rules, and they wouldn't let me back on, because you had to like submit your roster within 30 or 60 days, and then Modi couldn't go, something happened in his family, and you know, Modi, shout out Modi. Yeah, shout out Modi. Um, And then Stroh filled in in that 2009 national championship, Um, I think they ended up getting second, and what sucks is we lost to Extravagant, 
And Rambo and the boys. Yep, Rambo and the boys. And and no disrespect to Rambo, but <laughs> we <clears throat> online it was a different story before going into that event. Yeah. And uh, they would have got dusted. They know that. Like, um, oh, online? Oh yeah, we we were we were dusting everyone, man. Like legit, because it was they switched to from three stun to one stun. Once mm -hmm. once you could actually not be frozen for fifteen seconds or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, it, it was yeah, it, it would have been a, a cake national championship in my opinion. So that's why twenty ten when we played extravagant again, we made sure we got the W because I was like pretty pissed off that one. I was yeah. like, yeah, this was personal now. All right, so paint the picture for me. Like, where where are you living? Where, like, what what led to uh, to to the Hasro meet for him yeah. to be like, yo, I see potential in Envy. Yeah, he just randomly, uh, there was a call, man. Uh, he was like, hey, I want you guys to come down and start streaming on Justin TV. And we were like, what, what's that? You know, and then he's like, I, I see potential for sponsors. And he stepped in as a big brother. You know, he, he stepped in as a big brother and um, he, he wanted to kind of take the team to the next level. So he got us our first sponsorship uh, with Crichton, mm -hmm. second sponsorship with Oakley. To this day, I swear to you, if you, if he calls me right now, it's him with Tritons and Gunners. Remember that commercial? Yeah. Like to this day, that's his picture. That's always been Hasbro's picture on my phone. You know, there's unreleased video of all of us doing that, looking goofy. Yeah. My hair is like down to here. I'm wearing yeah. a headband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hygiene. Nah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, so then we all moved down to Greensboro, North Carolina, got in this team house. Um, and we were already doing the team house thing. It was before people were really talking about it. We kept it kind of quiet. Why do we want people to know our internet? You know, but then it got weird when people were IP checking. Mm -hmm. They were like, why is there four IPs? It's like, we all live together. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, and back then the forums, everyone started chatting about it. Um, so then 2010, he was coach slash manager and he was just scooping up sponsorships, supporting the house. Um, and we thought we were the next big thing, real deal. Hustler. Yep, yep. Um, and then that's when... I think there there was a good turn for the, that's when picked up proof sharp finally made roster changes got into that whole thing and 2010 kind of breezed through that's why i met skump for the first time i saw him on scrapyard playing for a team called fear um fear like team fear team fear ask yeah. wait skump played for team fear skump no played. he fucking didn't put it on no he didn't he scrapyard. played for quantic yeah I, I promise you pre man you're talking about og yeah, you know what so, i mean wait so you, wait, 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 time out are you yep. telling me the skump team with moho yeah just i don't know how long they were together but yeah 100 percent Fuck out of here. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. crazy. Crazy. Because uh, they were running with people. Because Fear, Fear was like our rival at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pre the the real Optic Envy, right? Pre that happening. Yeah, um, this yeah. was like the, the baby rivalry. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, was, I was making videos while y'all were, were playing these competitive yeah. matches. Bro, you know when you got... Um, I don't want to get off the top, but when you got a gaming, like when you got into competitive esports, I hated you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I was so what jealous. Is, what is there not to hate? Oh, so jealous, bro. Yeah. I was like, it was, because uh, yeah, I was like, who, who are these guys coming in? You know what I mean? And you guys are killing it. It's not like you guys are bad, right? And then we were over here trying to like, well, we, we'd shit on them. We'd do this and that. but For but, sure. But you guys are just hustling. And that, that's what, looking back on those type of things, you go, like, what yeah. am I doing, man? Yep. Yep. Um, so 2010, and that rolled into eventually i think what was it 2011 was black ops yeah i think to go back to that oh. to that i think uh <clears throat> i think i came on on uh, on everyone's radar or optic came on everyone's radar when when uh there was a voting on the forums to see who was going to be the spokesperson for call of duty and mlg yeah and there was i think three people it was i think stroll was definitely one yeah. of them the other one was nerve oh okay right and he came out of nowhere obviously yeah. but he had been competing and you know for a long time he was like a, uh he was a pro level pro in call of duty 2 he was um i don't know who, who cares but, but uh, bottom line is that 
we made a video to go vote for him and sure enough he fucking won and still they said nope like he's not the guy like stroy is our fucking guy from a competitive like all right and that's when like the 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 the, like who the fuck is optic yeah happened put on the radar yeah i'm not gonna lie i was watching i was watching the tajas i was i was watching because it was it was good for the space regardless even if i didn't know that I was still like, this is sick. You know what I mean? Like what you were doing. And you kind of had like your own swag to your stuff. Right? Remember how awful our montages were? And like, they, they, were, they were tragic, but like, yeah. yeah. What's fucked up about those days is that I had disposable income in which I could have afforded a good computer, but I knew nothing of capture cards. I knew nothing about anything. Uh, so so for me, like, I, I, I wouldn't even know where to look. There was right. no place to fucking Google this thing. So we, I, I tried like three different computers, like a big one, a small, like I tried everything and nothing worked. And when it finally did, like it was, it was, uh, I think like the second half of, of Call of Duty 4, but it was such a pain in the ass to figure that out. Um, even, even when we did, like there was still a better capture card out there that would have been a nothing to me to get. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Did you get the PVR? I did eventually, yeah, yeah. That thing, yeah. I remember that. The footage on that, we're like, okay, now we're, we got some. Yeah, something. now we got so I had to play, um, because if you're recording on a PVR, if I remember correctly, you had to play on 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 420p to record in HD. So all the good footage was going to, I don't know. It was it was a weird it was a weird situation. But anyway, continue. Yeah, man. Uh, Twenty twenty ten. Black Ops one. Well, okay, so twenty ten uh, into Modern Warfare two. Uh, won a national championship. Um, I think that's when I don't know if you guys were optic or extravagant yeah, at that time. Four. We we came in fourth. Here in Dallas, yeah, the Hilton Adams. Oh no, you guys didn't didn't no extravagant won. Yeah, so extravagant. So you guys won the. We beat you guys, and I don't know if you were competing at the time, but Paul Magna was sitting behind you guys, and at that very moment is when he said, "It just looks like a fucking green wall behind these guys," and it was just like the birth of the green wall. Fucking shout out Paul, my motherfucking (laughs) brother Magna, Eagle the Icon. God damn it, I love. If you're watching, I doubt it. I love you, man. Miss you. He's still around. I get. Oh yeah. Yeah. If if it gets at you a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Um. So I think what happened was 2010. There was an online national champ championship. Uh, we played you guys. Uh, NB verse, and it was just Xbox. That was the Xbox version. Mm -hmm. Then they flew people down for the first time for the PlayStation version. Mm-hmm. We had a completely different roster for our PlayStation team, mm-hmm. right? So that's where that's what happened. So I think we got you guys on Xbox, but it was mm-hmm. online. So how much are we talking on it? Yeah, it, it, it switched. It did switch, right? It was yep. it was um, uh, Modern Warfare Two was on on Xbox three hundred and sixty, and then they got that three hundred thousand dollar a year deal with Sony. Yep. MLG did. I don't know if it's three hundred thousand. I'm making that up, uh, but that's when they switched over to that for four years, and it just stuck. Yeah, we never went back to Xbox, and man, best controller. Ever man, that, yeah. I beat the shit out of that controller, and it it did it. It still worked forever. It yeah. was fine tuned. Yep. Yeah, nope. yeah. Once you broke it in, yeah, man, Game it was over. It was, it was my shit. Uh, so you guys, so you guys won a national championship on on where? Uh, on which game? 2010 Xbox. Um, and that was Modern Warfare Two. Mm. Yep, Modern Warfare Two. And then that's a good one to win it on. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, and you had the laser beam ACR. Like it was just a whole. It was, it was a beast, right? And. It made it easier for like SMG players like myself, and I was a sharp MP five, MP, no forty uh, MP forty. Yeah, or the ump, you, ump, you yeah, the ump, ump five around. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and with that, like we had um, uh, Stainville or Tosh and Jordan Proofy. 
they would just hold down the ARs and then so Sharp and myself were just running back and forth lightweight. Yeah. And we were just capping flags. <laughs> easy when you got those kids just yeah, sitting yeah. on high rise or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um what uh what was what was it like back then, right? From from a from a price pool perspective, like how much were you guys playing for? Uh 18k. I'll never forget it. 18k when we won that national championship. That was the most I ever made at the time. And that was yet again split four ways. Um and then we're already in debt at the time in that house or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. so, but it felt good. Uh, and then that was, yet again, you would just see the growth, right? You'd go from $400 to 600 to 900 right? And then to be there from the beginning was, you know, people didn't get it once, once those million-dollar words started getting thrown around and things like that. So, but I remember coming here to the Hilton Anatol. It was the first event ever. It was, like, I think December of 2010. Um, first time I met Stroh in person, first time I met Fwiz in person, first time I met Sonny in person, brought him a, a, a jersey. Um, I think I gave him a white one uh, of the original, original um, uh, jerseys, but I remember um, I remember like walking up to them and, and saying, like they were on air and I didn't give a fuck. I'm like, yo, say something for like, cause I'm about to pull, cause we're about to play. So I, I uploaded the video and that's when Sundance is like, what is going on right there? Because it went from, I don't know, uh, a couple of hundred to 10,000, yeah. 11,000, 12,000. And at the time, asinine. How yeah, the fuck? Oh, crazy. Uh, League of Legends, fucking StarCraft, like they were they were doing those same numbers, but Call of Duty was not. So yeah. that's when Sundance immediately is like, like hit me up that same. It was like, yo, what, like, tell me everything. You so, brought the culture in. You yeah. brought a whole other culture. And all you had to do was get them used to competitive. And I think that was harder at the beginning. Yeah. Right? Because you, yeah, yeah. you built yourself on. Yeah. But then when you did, man. So we, yeah. we stayed in a, a hotel away from the venue. I don't know why. That was, uh, maybe it was cheaper. But I don't think I, I cared about that back then either. So I don't know why. But we, we, we picked it. I, I know why. Because I wanted to come in on a fucking limo because I was a fucking psycho. <laughs> I wanted to bring my players in on a limo to show that Optic was fucking cool. Right? right? So... I remember the way that I convinced JCap, the way that I convinced um, uh, Rambo and all of these the big timer, and 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 uh, Nate had already got it because he was already like sort of uh, playing with um, with Predator, but I showed him my my PayPal and I'm like I'm like this look at what look at what Machinima's paying me, yeah. and you can be a part of this, yeah. and it was like thousands of yeah. dollars, and they're like what the fuck I'm like from I'm like from YouTube, they're like what. I'm like from fucking YouTube. That's videos. how it started. Yeah. Oh man. And, there, and I remember clearly we were all sitting there. It was it was a it was a it was a a, a suite. Uh, it was big enough for everybody to hang out. I already had the game Black Ops One on uh, on deck on a on a modded Xbox. You, you were the I already, guy. I already had it on <laughs> yep. there. We were posting pictures. Like I was like, not only did I have the game ahead of time, but I also had proof that I can make a lot of money in fucking video games. And there was a different way to do it. And everybody was just like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And that's how, that's how the, the good competitive side of Optic began. I remember that, man. Uh, Nate was on, he was with this kid named Sabo uh, forever. They oh, were yeah. on some. Yeah, yeah, remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah obviously. <laughs> yeah, they were on some, like, uh, some team together. I, don't, I just remember they had, like, they're sponsored by, I don't know. But, like, they, that, that was Nate. That's all I knew, Nate. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when I saw him on Optic, it was like, oh, this is now the birth of competitive in Optic in some regard, right? Because he was yeah. then also making snipe videos. Yep. Or like he was making just different type of content. Snipers to- going ham. Yeah, yep. With Predator. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Love that. Um, and it was so like what, what I never understood, and I wasn't fearful of it, but I, w- I kept a close eye on it. I'm like, every single one of these pro players can fucking snipe like I can. 
and can make videos. No, 100%. Because it's 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 hand-eye coordination. I mean, look at Seth, right? Like, it, it, you put a sniper on any professional player, they're way better than any, you know what I'm saying, than the, the majority of sniper-only yeah. dudes at the time. Yeah. Easily. So, anyway, continue. But I also do think that you got a skill set, right, from practicing it so much. Because I, I would always be a, I would be a fan of, like, Grizz, right? Like, yeah, same. You know, like, that, th those type of guys. So you, you would see, like, that different skill set and the spots and the way he would line himself up. Yeah. I think we lack that because we were in spawn trap mode. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we would still be able to get it. But ours would be like mass kill because it'd be like three people turning a corner, four yeah, things yeah, that yeah, might yeah. be harder to pull yeah, off with a sniper. With the like, sniper yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all about aggressive sniping, right? Yeah. Like fucking always, always running, yeah. never camping, <laughs> yeah. be the hunter, not the hunted, yeah. huntsman, yeah. you know, where it came from. Uh, I didn't but, actually know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had a, uh, it was, it, 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 it wasn't cornball and it wasn't cheesy. Like I'll never be ashamed of that. But very early on, like I, I, I wanted to elevate the the status of 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 the cool of optic yep. by making these like you know sort of I don't know everybody had their own thing my brother had uh like the four horsemen like he, everybody had like a thing and I was like be the hunter not the hunted yeah. we came up with the rules of the cross the competitive sniping yep. so the first ever sniping team and everything else I mean obviously like it it, it came from there but we stole it with envy yeah I mean <laughs> I think I think I think uh, it was an an evolution of that right like I think um because we as a sniper team were were just a sniper team on YouTube. You guys were a competitive team, but the second that we stepped into your realm, you you guys were like, well, let's step into their realm, yeah. and boom, 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 boom. Now those dudes are still like pride, like all those dudes. Like I remember, we scooped out. I think we had Grizz, we had Grizz for a little bit. Yeah, yeah like we, we tried to really build out that team, yeah. and it was like you have Faze doing their thing, right? And at that time, that was when YouTube, in my opinion, was the best. Because YouTube then was like competitive, yeah. right? But no one would really talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, hey, I'm trying to do this. Or yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the defining moment was for us, like still to this day, as to why it, like we were the, the chosen ones to to be like the the, the pop because we weren't necessarily the first YouTubers. I mean, Grizz had been making montages since Call of Duty Two. The reason that we started making montages and using the sniper was because, well, I mean, I, I always use a sniper. My brother always used a sniper, but we started making videos because of Grizz, right? Like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like we were just like my brother said, "Yo, fuck this competitive shit. Like we're never gonna be a top fifty. We're not, never gonna be on the front page of." of uh of game battles that's when jay had just left because he he got a girlfriend that's when i took over the team um and obviously at the time like what is a team back then right besides a group of people that agreed to be on the team there was no llc's there was no money that was actually spent on the business no taxes being paid like you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. there was none of that so because there was no money right yeah. uh, but as soon as this became a thing that's when my brother said yo we should make like fuck all that shit we should just make videos like chris and i'm like all right let's start a like a sniping only team Good for you. Damn, i yeah. didn't know that either yeah yeah you gotta get chris on the on the podcast one day okay. that, massive yeah the god the godfather of sniping community for sure yeah um all right so you you and stro finally obviously like he's coaching everything's yep. good yep. uh continue so um at this time also, man, like I was getting big, right? Like I was gaining mad weight um, because I went from being an athlete and being in like a program um, to just eating, bro. <laughs> just like, and then I remember we had a gunner cod land at the house and I got everyone to go to the gym. Uh, Seth, Doug, Doug was skinny, at the yeah, yeah. skinny guy at the time, uh, big timer, Merck. We all from the, the gunner cod land went over to the gym together and I was in the, in the process of trying to lose weight. So I ended up losing like 117 pounds. 110 pounds. I don't know if you ever saw my before picture. Mm, I, I think I have. Yeah, yeah. Show you after this. Um, but ended up just focusing, and then competitive gaming started taking a hit because health kind of was was priority to me. And then that's when I started falling into well, also 
Damn, Virgin uh, tournament. Remember the Virgin Mobile mm -hmm, Battlefield mm -hmm. tournament yeah, that yeah, never yeah. happened? Yeah, that still never wait, happened. Still a million bucks. On, still waiting on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we all switched to try to play Battlefield for a little bit, and then we realized when we saw people flying those planes and helicopters, <laughs> so we don't stand a chance. Yeah, man. these guys are crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's that's kind of when I started focusing on business, and I, I started going. You know, like I was placing like 14th, 12th, like at these events, and it was weird going from like being always top three and like really killing it to just not not having it as much. And I was I was teaming with people that I. I would always think I, I got the next dude, like I got the next proof, right? Because mm -hmm. like when I found proof, it was the same thing. I was like, this guy's going to be something, right? Or it, it was always just find someone, build them up, put them in a system, and then kind of just cycle them out, mm -hmm. right? And that's how we would build Envy. Um, but it, it wasn't working the way I needed it to. And it was embarrassing for me to go to these events. And I was picking up, playing for random teams. You know, like I was on, I created like a fallacy team and just like random stuff. Then we made an Envy Black for a little bit there, Envy Black and Blue. Um, beat up on Tosh twice. Um, I always give him a hard time for that one because mm -hmm, nobody's mm -hmm, on my team. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and then it was straight up to business. Then I moved up to New York from North Carolina. So I want to hear about New York. Just give me a second. Let me say hello to Manscaped.com, which is the sponsor of today. And guess what? It's for 2022 Father's Day PPP 4.0 boxers. Okay, well, let me tell you a little bit about Manscaped, right? Because Father's Day is just around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure that all of the fathers and father figures out there are looking like a daddy, like daddy material this June. Uh, Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, is a perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. No old man hair here, but for those of you who do, this is just for you. And just I'm just, I'm just not a hairy dude. My legs... You think that I shave? I don't. I wish I had more so I could use this uh, this manscape uh, trimmer. Anyway, uh, this is not a dad joke, by the way. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped uh, with it, with this exclusive offer. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code EAVESDROP. That's E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P at manscaped.com. And trust me, his dad bod will thank you. I'm definitely going to get my pops one of those. Not because I want him to get his groove back, but, you know, my man's my man needs uh, every everybody everybody needs something. So I'm, I'm definitely getting that. I'll get him something else, but definitely this this um look bottom line is this manscape is designed with father's day in mind and the performance package 4.0 is here just in time and let me tell you what this thing includes it includes the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver ball deodorant everybody needs ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all of these goodies. First off, let me start by saying that the Lawnmower 4.0 will be the official MVP on Father's Day. I can guarantee it. Uh uh, does your dad use the same trimmer for his body and face? Let's throw that out the window, okay, and give him a little bit more luxury. Let's give him an upgrade that he deserves. But wait, time out. There's more. Manscaped just launched their brand new Boxers 2.0 that are, dare I say, dare I say this? I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. The best boxers ever. Uh, we all know dads love their comfort. I do. Uh, with summer just around the corner, the Boxers 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat. The swass, as some people call it. Uh, whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash. No, actually mowing the lawn. Not actually mowing the lawn, but mowing the lawn outside. Uh, whether he's doing that, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat dads buy this for yourself buy this for your sons buy this for your grandfathers buy this for you and your dad ladies buy this for your man please buy this for your man um, and dog daddies you deserve a treat too
Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P. That's eavesdrop at manscaped.com. I'll leave a link in the description to make it super easy for you to just click on the link. Go over there. Get 20% off when you type the code eavesdrop at checkout. Uh, free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, when you use uh, code eavesdrop, shake what your mama gave you. Nah, shake what your daddy gave you. Yeah. Again, uh, 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped.com with code eavesdrop. So, yes, thank you. A huge thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring the podcast yet again. Uh, we definitely use the cologne here in the Hex Quarters because, you know, there's a bunch of dudes in here that just get steamed up, you know, sometimes. What's crazy about the Hex Quarters, and you guys might not know this, and you might not, obviously don't know this, but it's either freezing fucking cold or it is the hottest ever. And when it's the hottest ever, that's when, boy, I'm not here. I'm leaving. I'm not, I'm not going to smell any. If you force me to smell your ball sack we have a fucking problem okay i'm not saying you know what i mean like if you're right. just walking by me and i smell you we have a problem this ain't high school no reason for that so again shout out manscape for the cologne and uh and obviously all the goodies that i received um all right so you moved to new york yep. uh what was the plan there that was um so i was making montages at the time right and i was mixing in sponsor integrations this mm -hmm. is early it was like 2012 mm -hmm. and i was just trying to get paid a little bit on youtube um so i was building a little youtube channel right doing doing that and then taking on these uh sponsor gigs and then energy drink gamma labs obviously was reaching out trying to get into the space remember those early days mm -hmm. I remember you part of that that original 15. yeah the original um gamma labs yep yep yeah. uh, you and i were on the like the first squad ever through mason cop mm -hmm. right so he mason hit, yep he hit us up neighbor neighbor yeah yeah and then they didn't know what they were doing uh just yeah did you go to the mansion elliot Broidy's mansion um so once uh and then the the mission gunship i didn't partake in i don't know if you did mm -mm. remember that thing where they were like no shooting helicopters or something oh i did yeah. i did you did go to that but i, di I didn't go to the to the i i shot i shot a mini gun out of a helicopter <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 it's it's on the screen right here. I'm assuming that I found it and sent it to Matt, but I did, and I was hitting targets. And it's crazy is that there's no triggers. So all you you push is a it's a little red button, oh. and it's just, and I'm like at the time I'm like, man, I'm, I got in a helicopter. That would have been it for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, but it was it was good. We we had a, we had a ton of fun. Uh, I shot the bar there uh, at, to Tannerite, blew that shit up. I was all about that. Yep. Yeah, I think we went to, with a bunch of fans to to that spot. Yeah, fans, and then uh, there was winners of some tournament or something mm -hmm. like some competition. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. It yeah. was a fans. It was yep. a winner's of competition. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, so I went up there, and then eventually kind of wanted to introduce them into more of a gaming space, right? Because at the time they were trying to sling like a like a pre workout, creatine in there. It wasn't really the healthiest. Yeah, thing. but wasn't that like wasn't Gamma for that wasn't Gamma Gamers like I, mean, I know so, it doesn't exist anymore. So Gamma Labs was they were trying to do an extension, right? So Gamma Gamers got created and then eventually G Fuel popped mm -hmm. out. Yep, popped out of that mix. Um, and then that was kind of like the you know because at the time like a lot of the people that we were signing were just friends, right? I didn't know that it came with deal structures and yeah. things like that. So yeah. it took a little bit to learn. And then that was in the it was crazy about it is like in the grand scheme of the marketing world. At the same time, like you would have fitness companies like Shreds doing yeah. promo codes. Uh, Commission codes. That's where the birth of the promo code was at the time. That was genuine influencer marketing at the time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, did that for four or five years, kind of helped build that brand up a little bit. And then uh, decided to get into a weird thing. I don't even know if I told you. You know that I um, worked for a sunroom company too? A what? Yeah. So a I, what? It's crazy. Um, a, a sunroom? Still to this day, sunroom. Like, you know, outdoor living, st living stuff? No. 
Weirdest thing, man. So I was looking for my next thing and I knew I needed a holdover at the time. And I was like, you know, I've, I've proven that I can market in, in this world. Right. Um, how do I how do I market or how do I prove to myself that I can I can hit like the demographic of 40 to 70? It's gonna be a little bit harder. So I took a job as the chief creative uh, creative director over at um, this this company, Four Seasons Sunrooms. And I was learning about like, you know, outdoor living stuff. And I, I did that. But what's cool is I brought all my creatives with me. You know, so they, they pay for the whole team. They're like, hey, we want to build our stuff up. It killed it. Still killing it to this day. And it's one of those things now where it's just like. What, so, so you're still operating that? Still operating that. Well, what is, explain to me. What is that? What yeah, is it? So let's say you want like a, a outdoor living extension on your home. Things I knew nothing about. Right. So like pergolas, patio covers, crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Right? I want that. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. They got Wait, so you're still in that? Because yeah. I was just thinking. OK, we'll, we'll talk. Get you a discount, but they got like crazy things. You press buttons, heaters pop out, coolers pop out, mist systems. Like, yeah. So, man, and I did it not because I have an interest in that, nor did I care, nor do I care. Um, they know that, but yeah. they, I, I love marketing, right? So I needed to prove, hey, I got to learn different demographics of marketing and actually just put the money where the mouth is because I didn't have formal education on it. So it was like the best way to do it is learn, right? And if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail on someone else's dime. I told them that straight up, um, and that was what it was. So still to this day, now they're like more of a client of Crowns, um, but it's it was something I had to do to myself. And then that's what started like the birth of control and Crowns and all those other things. Well, I mean, let's not skip through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. Man. It's, not, it's, it's not, it's not just uh, something that you like. Like you, you, you built and currently building like some some pretty cool shit. For you sure. know what I mean? So, tell me about. Let's start with paper crowns yeah. and then the evolution of paper crowns into the products that you're selling. Yeah, so dude, we, we would go to like do all these launch activations with like different influencers at, um, at my previous jobs and stuff, right? Or even at Envy, we would do like skits and things like that. And then I started realizing, like, um, we need we need to put I need to get I need to get an LLC. I need to learn how to, how to create my own business and like I formally own this thing myself. Right. So did that. And then Paper Crowns was born, but it was built off the back of seven years of friendships from international people. So we got 30, 32 members deep now all all over the world. I've known a lot of them over like five to seven years um, from, you know, when I'm talking like website build outs to motion and they, they were all on the come up as well. And like they're they're, they're nasty, bro. Like our, our team and over there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know yeah. you know, creative and you take it serious. That's one of the things that I do as well, right? Like, it's not like you just pick some people up and say, hey, we're going to use you to make some money. That's not, that's not what we do here. So it's like that, that meant a lot. So we started Paper Crowns and then we actually, when we started, we pretended that we were a little bit better than we were. We thought we knew what we were doing. We did a Huntsman piece for you. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. We couldn't get it on, on point. It wasn't. You, you, it's not you couldn't else. get it on time. Yeah, on time or on point, in my opinion. Yeah. You would see that what we got now, man, it's like night and day. Like our CGI efforts are crazy. Like yeah. we, we take this, you know, it's a, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors at the beginning. Hey, we're this good, or or even maybe a little bit. Of I don't. Luck. I don't. I wouldn't say. Uh, I wouldn't say smoke and mirrors. I would. Yeah. I would say more um, uh, acting as if. You yeah. Are, you know what yep. I mean? Which is there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, smoke and mirrors is something different, right? Yeah. Like fair enough. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, like having having that company and then starting to get these clientele, right? It was no no ad spend, no marketing, no anything. So it was just people in the community coming to us. Then we started building brands. Mm -hmm. Then I started realizing like the, the pay side of it, right? So um, when I was at that Sunroom company, I had a chance to build this Vitapod. It's a company. It's, a, it's still in the market right now. Um, it was like a machine drink. They were trying to be the Keurig of cold drinks. Mm. Yeah. So basically, I got a chance to build like CAD CAD files. Um, so it was a, a little bit of like the, the engineering side, seeing that, and then charging real top dollar for building a full brand. And that's what kind of meant a lot to me at the time. Um, and then we landed a couple contracts with Activision. Um, how did how did that how did that work? You just reach word, out word of mouth. They hit us up because of the software that they saw us make um, a, a pick and bracket. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we got in with them. Overwatch. The the craziest thing when I knew Crown Paper Crowns was turning uh like hitting the turning point was when Shopify hit us up. They said we want to make a gaming team called Rebellion. Um. So we made the identity. Really dove into the motion piece, and then um, Shopify has an esports team. Yeah. Uh, the Shopify had or has has uh the the Shopify CEO is big into uh Dota. I think it was Dota. So he jumped into Dota. Uh, it's called Rebellion. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that that took off. And then we, man, right, right now we got UFC as a client, um, doing some, some, some serious stuff in the space, right? And that meant a lot. And then I, I look around the, the space and I don't see a lot of agencies that are, that are crushing. I see teams, right? But you, you can't take like a, an Optic or 100T and compare it to agency life because you're focusing on one entity or the entities in that. And that's why this space still to me is kind of frustrating because it's like separate those guys. Like that, that, they're not the same thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like those teams need to battle for that top creative spot. Let the agencies battle, right? Because that, that's kind of how, how we've been feeling it lately. Yeah. So, Yeah, we talked about that a, a little bit offline. Uh, the, the, uh, I, I've never been that, that, that uh, and, and you and I talk about this extensively, right? So creative, like I, I can't see myself ever, like um, obviously the, the, the stuff that we can't do internally, like the, the CGI stuff that we need to help with with you, the website stuff, like we, we, we'll go to, to you for that, but like everything else from design top to bottom is, is like out of this brain yeah. and omens like putting it into the thing. And it's more about the culture and the... I just like things a certain way. And because it's worked so well, I cannot just let it, let, let go of that. So every single piece of merch, and I'm saying, uh, specifically like in, in, in these current days, like, uh, as, as we're sort of restarting like that, that, that business again, right. Uh, from, from the merch side, like for me, it's always been about creating stuff that I would want to wear and not what the, what all the, what what all the current hype is 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 like you know going on so like i'm not i don't want to compete against all the esports organizations in this thing like i want to compete against the undefeated against the bodegas against like people that i admire personally uh i've been working in 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 streetwear i don't even call it streetwear i've been working in 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 90s fashion that's what i'll call it in 90s fashion since high school i worked at a at a at a at an apparel store called uh unlimited gear in Ranhurst Mall in uh, Mount Prospect, um, selling Mecca, FUBU, PMB, uh, Triple Five Soul, like the, you know, like the Echo. shit that, yeah, Echo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit of Echo. Echo I liked in the beginning okay, uh, because of Mark Echo, the graffiti, like it was all graffiti based and I was a graffiti writer, still am a graffiti writer. Um, uh, but actually I'm not because I don't paint on, on the outside, I only paint on the inside. So I'm not a graffiti writer. Uh, at heart I am, you know. Does that count as a different medium? Just so I can learn. Uh, yeah, yes and no. Okay. Like, uh, like graffiti to me as a '90s purist, and I argue with all my graffiti friends who feel otherwise. Right? This is just one man's opinion on it. Uh, if it's not on the street, it's some bullshit. You know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was quoting uh, Full Fit Larry there. But uh, look, if it's not on the street, it's not graffiti, right? Uh-huh. Like, what I do is is more of like I don't know how to explain it. And it, like, if it's on paper, like you're not a graffiti writer until you're painting on fucking walls and like risking something right. for it. It's gotcha. a competitive sport. Yeah. Graffiti is. Gotcha. So, so yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so I did that, and then from there, uh, what else? Where else did I work? I think Mr. Rags was like a, another. <laughs> I, oh no, I didn't work at Mr. Rags, but I painted uh, all of the pillars in a in a in a in a streetwear uh, store in Woodfield Mall, which is the bigger mall. How old are you? Uh, I'm 21 at the time, I think. Yeah, because I just started dating Jude. Um, 
but I, I, I painted that. So I, I've always been like super like in, involved externally in streetwear and everything that is. So uh, everything that's 90s is like my shit. Like I, I will never not dress the way that I dressed in high school. So when little fucking noobs dweeb mcgeekies fucking say it's like yo you're fucking 40 why are you dressing like that i'm like first of all people say that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no not, not just, like i said just like the dweeby mcgeekos yeah. right they're like you're 40 you shouldn't be dressed like that and i'm like first of all i'm gonna dress the way i fucking want to dress it's secondly racist. yeah it's just you, you, you like this we we dress like that i'm like you dress in the way that I, i've seen what you're wearing right now i've seen three times yep. go in and out of style Three times. But our come up also when, let's say, we're 20, 25, 40-year-olds weren't listening to music we're listening to either, right? No. It's just generational shifts. So we just got to get used to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, like, but apparel, like, I can't, I, can't, I can't let go of that, right? Like, I, it's, not, it's not something that I'm willing to do, right? I it's, couldn't it's, see. It's, yeah. <laughs> I especially, couldn't. Especially, especially now where, where, like, I get to do whatever I want, or especially for the last decade that I've gotten to do whatever I want, how I want to do it, like, I, I I travel with the team because I own a team and I want to see my team win. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, I, and I'm not saying that it's wrong, or I'm not saying that people that stay home is is not is, that they don't care as much as I do. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I personally want to be involved with my team as much as I can from start to finish. Anything that goes out goes through me. Every tweet that goes oh, out yeah. goes through me. Every video that every thumbnail, every title, we all discuss it as a team. But I get I get to look at it that, because uh, that maple leaves crew next. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, so yeah, you know what's crazy about that, that is that, that <laughs> it was crazy about that is that I went out there looking for a Maple Leafs jersey in the same colorway. So I, I wanted the, the the navy blue one with the with the gray uh, Maple Leafs, but they didn't have it. The one that they did have that would have matched my my uh, my eighty five Georgetown, you know, uh, Jordan ones that I was wearing, it just didn't have it, and they had one. But it had an Adidas logo in the back, and I'm from the '90s, so you can't perpetrate. You can't put Nike and Adidas together the same way that you can't put fucking a Gucci belt and wear a, a, a Louis Vuitton. My thing. Right. I'm not. I, don't do it. Don't. I'm gonna judge you, <laughs> but you don't have to follow my rules. Okay? These are these are '90s rules. So I'm like, fuck. I, I almost gave up, and then I looked at the sweater, and I'm like, wait a minute. I look, and I'm like, that shit's fucking dope. I look, it says champion on it, so I'm like, man, that's doable. I pull it off, and I just hold it up next to me. I'm like, this is it, XL, let's go. And it, it, it became like a thing. Like, people were fucking, like, everyone loved it. Yeah. If you bought, if you went out and bought one, let me know, because that, that crew neck is dope. And I bought it at Real Sports, Real Sports right next to the the arena or in the arena where they play yeah, in in, yeah. in Toronto beautiful city by the way like one Crazy. of my never been but I fell in love with it immediately immediately wait man. first time yeah first time in Toronto yeah. yeah in the six fell in love with it like it, it it what a what a place what a place anyway so where where I was going with that we were talking about your 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 agency paper crown so let's bring it back to that you you won a bunch of awards you worked with uh, what seems to me now like a hundred companies by now more uh, five over five hundred over five hundred yeah, so companies like an actual yeah, companies companies now yeah. so like you have your like your your stream packs and stuff of right? course that, that's just kind of like you, you get to have creative flexing right mm -hmm. so like those are just fun like a homage hits us up you know he has like a skull thing going on yep we get to have fun with that um, but now, yeah, a lot of different companies got a chance to build some serious brands too for people. And that's always fun because we'll see our stuff just being sold, you know, a lot of places from packaging design to websites and those things. Um, it's, it's been a ride, man. And, and I'm so 
I'm thankful for that one too because you start to get like acquisition merger talks and it's like no you know like you don't you're you not know, ready for that talked about it so many times numbers have been crazy especially from where I came from but it's just like one of those you got people to take care of and you know this more than anyone it's not always about just hey let's let's capture money you know it's it's about hey I got some people to take care of that are well now I know yeah fair yeah. enough fair enough yeah and it, it's one of those things man so we we you know what we've considered we've thought about it it'd have to be the right partner and all of them won't want to get rid of get rid of the the essence of what it is right and that's the hardest thing that is like, the hardest thing yeah the hardest thing about about acquisitions and mergers or M&As is the fact that you know, I don't know how to say this without making it seem like I'm talking about something that is optic related. Oh, yeah. Although it was at one point, it's not what it is in this current state. So yeah. I guess I preface with that. But processes that optic has is way better than anything else out there, period, because we do everything in-house and we have a small team. So getting to profitability for me was an easy thing because I always hired people who were passionate about, who are passionate about the stuff that they do. Matt loves this shit. Matt loves building these fucking setups. Like that's not part of his job, but he loves doing it so he gets an opportunity to do that. Roger, he is not a fucking camera guy or an editor. He's a full on creative dude that his whose art form is documentaries yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so when you hire those people who are passionate and they're just get the, the the way that i see it is if what you're if, if what you love to do is your job or your means to make paper good paper then everybody wins because you get to express yourself on something that you were going to be doing for fucking free regardless but you get to get paid for it. That's the people that I hire. I don't. I, I, if you can't do three fucking jobs, four jobs, five jobs, you're not my guy. You get hungry guys too. Like yeah. you're, you're squats killers, man. Like yeah. I, I look around at who you get get by you and who they are, and you know their growth. That's what I love. So yeah. shout out Madden's growth because yeah. I've, I've been watching from the beginning there as well. And same with Roger. I, I used to go to the TK days when he was living in that little. I don't know if you see Roger, yeah, yeah. he was living in like this yeah, little, yeah. little room. No, with no door. No door room. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, um, and I saw him and, and Hitch, man. I, I used to hire him again. Like, yeah. him and I were traveling to Gamma events in Nashville yeah. and things yeah. like that. So, like, I, I've seen your come up and who you get. And I just love how passionate they are for you. And that, that's something that you got to give yourself credit on, too, right? Because that leadership role and the way that you see things in your vision. I don't know if that gets enough love, right? Thank you. Yeah, and I'm I'm serious because it all starts somewhere. Right? I'm gonna tell you what it doesn't. I'm gonna tell you why it doesn't get love, because I love it and I talk about it and I fuck it. It sounds braggadocious, which I am sure, but I'm not gonna look if if I'm doing something cool, I'm gonna talk about it. And if it sounds braggadocious, then that's someone else's problem. But right. it's like this is my reality, and I love me a little bit of me. You know, people <laughs> call me. You know, self-centered and, and egomaniac. Yes, all of the above. I've never heard any of that. No, no, no. I'm in different circles, man. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that's, that's also it's true. All positive. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you for that because it, it is. You know, tr trying to keep this thing going the way that we run shit is is not an easy task because everybody wants something and everybody deserves that something. Yep. So to figure out how to make everybody deserve that something is. You know, yeah. is, is, is the way to be. The other thing is, is like, again, we do everything in-house. So, like, um, I know you're, you're, we, were t we were talking about your eSports Award trophy and how it's like, you know, it, it, looks, it, it looks like oxidized like this one. Yeah. Um, like, those, when they do, like, uh, eSports Creative Team of the Year or Creative Piece of the Year, 
I think that the esports awards need to look at who the fuck came up with that idea and who executed it. Yeah. Because every single one, like we've never hired again. No, no, I have no no problem yeah. with this. But I we, we've never hired every commercial, everything that we've ever done. We've done with the people that are fucking in the hex quarters. There's never been no external help. There's never been no external creative. There's never been anything. Our apparel, everything is done indoors. Yeah. Last year, every single piece of merch was created right or on like you walk to the. Uh, to the House of Outdoors or next door when they used to be next door right here. Like, again, I take pride in that because it's, again, it's like it's like my thing and why, why wouldn't I want to be involved in every single aspect of it, which is why I think that that gives me a leg up on everybody fucking else because yeah. no one, no one, I mean it, no one is in, as involved with their team and I can prove it, goddammit. I mean, if somebody is at, at this level, let me know. But every every piece of merch comes from this side of the brain this was the hex i was hoping to bring out by the way yeah i was hoping uh, to get you hyped no i mean they, they, <laughs> I like, they, they've seen this right yeah. they, like they, they yeah. they've seen me but the, the the from the creative standpoint like everything that we do it's like creative creator of the year well what what is a creator right what is yeah. what is a creator right yeah. because i edit my own vlogs and i vlog right i am on every single one of our well most of our podcasts yeah. so I, I again you know i i do a lot and i take pride in the fact that i do a lot uh, and you know those are those awards are hard for for people to get back to back. It's hard for people to win anyway because like you look at like the NBA, right? It's a little bit easier to do uh do an MVP. You know what I mean? Like still can get difficult, right? Yeah. Um, but here it's like there's there's so much to it. And then also I think that the the agency needs to be separated from the team because there's so many teams pumping out good stuff, but you don't know what's real. And shout out to white labeling because I've done a lot of it, right? Yeah. So like there's a lot of stuff that we've done that yeah. people don't know about uh, for a lot of teams in this space, and that's okay, right? I'm not trying to shoot myself in the foot, but it just it's it's hard it's hard to clear you know yeah yeah so again like it, it doesn't matter if, if we partner with nike if we partnered with uh kellogg's like we would come up with the concept because we have the relationship with them so for them to try to envision how this communication has worked for the last decade impossible so and again like i'm a creative person i i i hang out with creative people I, I'm, I'm, I have a good creative circle, toxic for sure, but you know, it's a yeah, good creative yeah. circle. Um, and I mean, toxic on the, on the villains <laughs> yeah. side, right? Not on, not on here. Uh, but yeah, like this, this is, that, and, and, and you know, what's crazy is that I, for the most part, I, I appreciate every, everybody that's won creative uh, of the year, like deserves it because, you know, art is subjective and everybody deserves to, to, to win something but like i say every single time at the end of the day whether you win an award or not you still created something and that's the something that you play for the creation of something is what you play for uh all the awards and all the money and all that shit like that's secondary to me has to be because you're gonna get let yourself down all day right yeah. like if, if you're living on the opinions of other people mm, cannot not a healthy way to live i can't i, I did that for a little bit too right did not, you? have you ever had those moments in your life no nah. where you, you thought you should have got something that you did right that the whole like world owes you something moment yeah i think uh i think once when we were when we were uh doing the the optic uh the first the first sale and and we were looking for investment uh i thought that the that the that the cowboys should have gone with with us right uh, and i'm not, no no shot at, at complexity like jason lake's my brother but you know the biggest franchise in the world at the time with the biggest franchise in the world would have been like a, a good a good thing to do um but yeah like aside from that like awards and all that stuff like not really man like uh, the awards the voted awards like those those are all up the, the the green walls like, like everybody that watches this those are the awards that they get to compete for for us the way that we compete for them for you know traditional yeah. competitions love that yeah 
I don't know. It's 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 one of those things. You and I can sit here and talk about creative shit all day long. <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's move on. All right. So uh, paper crowns obviously killing. It. At what point did the TTRL come in as a concept into into like your head? Yeah. So uh, coming from the energy drink world, that's like an easy play that people are trying to pair with the gaming world. Um, I got so sick of it, right? Because it's like at the end of the day, it's still an energy drink, and then you know, I just lost passion. But there was a meal replacement lane that not only in the gaming world, just the world in general. And um, I wanted to pay homage to our community no matter how big it got. Um, and I didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves to just be this one brand. So Control was born, built off the keyboard, right? Obviously catered to real life. Um, so with that, it was CTRL catered to real life as the brand. And then uh, we even, when we were doing like the ideation of the logo, like the, uh, for the logo mark, it was a traditional box, but shift your lifestyle a little bit. And we want to own healthier, mm -hmm. right? So we came up with a meal replacement product. And man, it costs so much to start at the beginning. Like if I, if I would have made a protein, it would cost about $7 to make. A lot of people don't talk about how much the products cost to make. I'm very transparent in all of it. Yeah. Everyone's going to make money and do their thing. Um, but I'm not making a, a glorified protein because we're from the world where you have to survive the test of Reddit. I didn't want someone going on Reddit and saying like, oh, dude, this is a glorified protein shake because it's not. So we put like MCTs in there. Um, we put probiotics, prebiotics, digestive enzymes, BCAs. A lot of the stuff I knew our community would not care about. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but a lot of people. Um, and then with what we have coming up, like we have some, we're, we're shifting to functional foods and these type of things. And I, I think it's just, it's not only a lane that's being missed in our space, but it's also a lane where people just don't seem to care, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and if we can start to get healthier, like in, in my opinion, we're competing against DoorDash's, Uber Eats, because you start loading up those apps and find out how much you spend in a month, right? For a lot of people in our community, you go, wow, you know what I mean? Or I can get a meal for under two bucks here if I'm buying this and that. And that's the space that we wanted to own. Sunny or Sundance hit me up, wanted to make an energy drink. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no one way. One that his sons can consume with yeah, him. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said, no way in hell. I was like, sorry, so this. And then he, he was at the pool. I think we were on FaceTime. And he goes, you got to do it. And I was like, there's no way. I was like, but I got something for you. So I told him the brand, showed him the rollout, sat with two designers for about six to seven months, sourced packaging to ingredients, to manufacturers, distribution outlets, the whole nine. Trial and error. Yeah, yep. Um, the the R&D process for me is the best part. Because that's the same stuff you don't you don't get glorification for, right? Like no one knows that you put a lot into an R and D on a product yeah. or whatever that is. But to me, it's like the, the people around you know. And then when you see that thing come to life, and you know, like for us, we had like over I think it was like a million, like one point five million meals sold or something like that. And that's good for where our brand is at. Um, yeah. So that's that's the the inception of of CTRL or control. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, but what was your approach in the beginning, like from from a marketing perspective? Like, obviously, you did a lot of uh, outreach, and 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 you you got Seth as an owner, sensor, uh, yep. uh, you know, big personality, said because you know, and and you know what's crazy about that is that Seth would never, ever, ever do a deal like that. Yep. So when he was when he was amped about this one, like I'm like, all right, it's got to be like a like a real deal thing. So I started looking at. Uh, CPG brands were exiting at 150 CPG consumer oh, consumer packaged goods yeah. brands, right? My fault. Um, so those brands, they, a lot of them were exiting at like 150 million, 250 million. And I was like, if I'm sitting here just focusing on an exit, this is something I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at some brands that really weren't special, that had a good influencer following. I knew what influencer marketing 1.0 was, right? And to me, that that was like promo codes, commissions. Then 2.0 was, hey, we're going to start paying people, right? So people are getting paid these huge monthly deals. Life is good. Um, sharing products they like and sharing things like that. 3.0 was equity. I wanted to get ahead of that because I knew it was coming. And it was one of those things, who do I know, who do I trust? And Seth was on the board. Seth was the first person, I think, outside of, um, I think we hit up uh, Courage at the time as well. Um, but Seth was, literally, I think he was the first person I said. And the reason that was is because Seth's story, who, where he came from, what that, it kind of resonated with me a lot. And I never really told him that. Mm -hmm. I should probably tell him that, you know. Um, but I was like, hey, there needs to be something long-term ownership-wise for you. 
Um, and I don't know what his personal life was like at the time, but it was like, own this, let's get a deal right. Let's let's really spread a positive message. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what we've been doing, but it was, it was my fault for the first year, year and a half, um, because I didn't take the, I was so focused on the other sides of the brand, right? Like just, it wasn't really focused on Seth as much as I would have wanted, but now it's like, I'm, I'm kind of getting stoked because there's some products that I know he's, he's even more amped on and, and kind of gassed up with. So yeah, yeah, super, super good. Um, what else? What else are, are, are you working on? Obviously, you got CTRL. Like me, you just can't sit. Yeah. Um, you just can't sit around. Messing around in the dog space uh, for pets. Um, trying to come out with something there. Got some things to talk to you about later. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, and just investing, right? Shout out Pine Park. Um, super stoked on that. Yeah. Big Thank investment. you. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Love it. Love it. Um, and just kind of dabbling around in like some of the investment side of it, seeing where I can help on the creative side with those investments. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is just building. Like, uh, What do you see in the cannabis industry? Oh man, I see. So I was, I fell in love with the cannabis industry from a packaging perspective five years ago, six years. I thought they were light years ahead. Mm -hmm. Packaging and then female makeup, right? I would walk through the lanes just to look at this, just to look at packaging. Yeah. Right. I'm obsessed. And they, those, I don't care what anyone says, those lanes were killing it, right? From the edibles to whatever it was. Um, but I, I see, uh, I see a future that's exciting, right? I, I see a lot of crazy things coming out. And I think, uh, I think whoever can get ahead of like the um, anything that happens on a federal level, it's going to be it's going to be, you know, there's rocket ship ready. All you have to do right now is exist yeah. in, in that <laughs> industry. Float around. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and if you're if you're like Pine Park, who, you know, we, we're, where we're actually fucking making waves like. You know, Sky said, what, what I love about the cannabis industry also is that everybody is so welcoming. They understand, like, if, if YouTubers early on understood this, we would be so much farther along. Uh, or we would have gotten to where we're at today five years ago, yeah. right, uh, from a collaborative standpoint. Because there's plenty for everybody. Like, the, 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 the thing that I've learned in my 42 years of life is, is that somebody else's business and somebody else's moves don't interfere with yours like literally like you may think and see people as competitors but they're not you know like they're just doing their business and yeah there's going to be certain like friction areas in some cases but little to none so for me it's a, it's 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 something that that i've that i've learned something that i try to teach something that i try to like in, ingrain in the people that i know uh that it's not you know it's other people's successes don't mean that you're failing and oh. other people's failures don't mean that that's going to be also you how long does it take you to learn that Real talk. Uh, real talk man probably like when i when i sold optic yeah when i sold optic the uh the 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 thing that came because because nothing like it, it, i don't know i don't know how i feel about that because you know i got a lot of money yeah but my life didn't change at all like i i i, I used it i mean when 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 Guggen got their investment one of the concerns was that the that the creators were going to immediately like stop creating and i'm like nah they're, they're going to use whatever money they have to continue to because these are the people that are going to do this for free. They've been doing it for free. I was doing it for free for so fucking long. And what I mean by free is that, I was, yeah, I was paying bills, but I wasn't splurging on uh, on shit. I'll buy my shit. I'll buy some here and there, but I wasn't splurging on anything, right? It was, it was, it was uh, the, the beauty about creators is that they're always going to create and, and that's a safe bet to always make. So, so backing a YouTuber, it's always a safe bet for me because, I mean... It, it, it very rarely are you going to i mean look look at uh look at good good right like good good's been creating golfing videos for a long time just because they want to 
uh, fishermen in, in my Guggen people, like they've always been fishing no, and creating videos for it no matter what. Like money had nothing to do with it at the beginning and it has nothing to do with it when the money doesn't matter anymore because there's so much of it. So that's that's something that, that, that I've learned for sure. I love that you got in that lane. You inspired me a little bit too with the control brand. So I, I started reaching out to Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, mm -hmm. um, and this was literally like, early on because mm -hmm. like where my parents were living they were like hanging up deers after they would they would go hunting and mm -hmm. things like that really small town at the time and um you know i i didn't see any any products existing when those hunters were going in the deer stands mm -hmm. those fishes were mm -hmm. going out so that's kind of an active lane so we set control to be in these five lanes right yeah uh one of them hip-hop with rick ross crazy man built up on dm i literally dm'd him one day he said come to miami i was in the plane like literally well tell me about that dude crazy so i i, I hit up mark cuban still got him uh like, yeah i just started going on dm spree uh I, I was i was like i'm gonna do five a day i'm gonna do it for a week i'm not gonna be the guy that's doing more than that because then i'm turning into a weirdo yeah i was like so i'm gonna do five a day to people that i look up to that i admire that i think would help benefit from the brand they all got back the first two days jack harlow literally he's like cinnamon toast is gas love it right so we share the tweets sometimes try to gas that a little bit um rick ross randomly dm'd him literally dm'd him and he goes um uh what do you say he's like so what's really gonna happen big dog or something like that and then i was like what and he goes contact my manager contacted her uh sent him product and he was losing weight at the time mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. he was using the product loving it mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden flew me to miami um or i, I flew down to miami and then sunny came we showed up to rick ross's house and uh compound yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well no so this is the miami house the oh, compound okay. is atlanta yeah, yeah that thing man um Sunny maybe had a little bit too many mimosas in the morning. Uh, we walk up, he's wearing some goofy, goofy Sunny outfit that we love to death. And the door, he swings the door open, slams against the wall. We're talking huge glass doors, like no. cathedral doors, loud noise. And you see Rick Ross and his, uh, his, his manager walk around the corner. Sundance goes, what's up? And I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> man. But we ended up just chatting with him. And then he got behind the brand. Uh, he put us on his NASCAR recently. He's put it on a softball field. I think he's building a zoo. Like, dude's crazy with what he's doing. Um, but he, he's getting behind a product that we have coming out real, real hard and he's yeah. going to have like one of his own like little signature things yeah. and yeah, random, that's, random stuff. That's stuff. Who, no one, I don't, I, I mean, I obviously know Sundance, you've known him, I mean, but we've known him for, I, I've, I've yet to meet a person that doesn't like Sundance, but I know that there is people out there cause you know, to be at that level, you, you there's, there's some casualties, you know, some yeah. burned bridges here and there, but, uh, I've, I've never like I told you, um, you know, I, 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 I can't say no to Sonny on anything that he has. That's my guy. So that's, that's uh, how can you be mad at him? Yeah, he's infectious. He, that's actually what came up with the Pine Park stuff. Uh, he was like, yo, Scott, what, what are you doing? Um, I got something for you and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So I got in contact with Max and you and started, started doing that thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Shout out uh, Sonny, man. What, what a, and Sepso, too. I can't forget my, my, my man, Sepso. He just hopped in on Control Investment, too. Did he? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Got a good one there. Yeah, too. haven't heard. I, I, we, usually, we used to text a lot more than we do nowadays, but I just figured that he's he's busy. I'm busy, obviously. It goes yeah. both ways. I haven't texted him in a while. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see the last time I, I, I got a text from him. Holy fuck, look at all these calls. Those are the eyes of an entrepreneur, bro. <laughs> you look at your phone, like, after a little bit. Yeah, man. You know yeah. you know how it goes. Let me see. Yeah. Sepso, 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 Sepso. So, uh, November 4th, November. Oh, you got to shoot him a text. Wait, November? No, this can't be right. I've spoken to him for sure. What month are we in right now? This is November 2020. This is June. Hold, this is June. So, like, almost six months since I've last texted him. Um, let me see my DMs. Actually, I'll, I'll go through that. Yeah. I, I'm going to hit him up immediately after this and be like, yo, are we good? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit busy, busy dude. Um, 
All right, so obviously you got investments going on. Any any yep. new projects that, that you? Yeah. What, what's another hole in the industry or otherwise? Globally, like uh, something I'm getting super into is 3D printed food. Has nothing to do with our space or anything, but I'm really messing around with it. 3D printed food. Yeah. Explain that. Yeah, we talk about shortages in the world and things. So I, I met with a couple of engineers, um, mechanical engineers, and, and people that are, are making a lot of products, um, some industrial stuff. But it. It's just it's a market that really intrigues me for the future because uh, I think that what is it? Basically, you could three D print foods. Um, there's a lot of different stuff out there. Um, there's people, yeah. There's there's people out there printing some things now. Uh, there's wait, the, edible? Yeah, fully edible. Yep. They focus on desserts at some uh, gourmet restaurants in New York. I got I met up with a couple chefs up there. Found out like what they're doing. Um, but this is a you know billion dollar industry. So if anyone's trying to compete, come at it. But um, it's, it's things that I'm, I'm just passionate about and. Yeah, I told you about the the doggy stuff and yeah, the dog stuff is is obviously like I have I have a lot of them, so that 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 that's that's always uh, uh, a thing uh, with with me and the and the wife, right? Like we, I think I think Sundance was was talking to Jude about about uh, investing like early on in the in the food thing that you guys were were oh, doing. Thankful we didn't do that one, but yeah, yeah, we built it. Yeah, we gave that one away. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, thank yeah. God. Thank God, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we didn't invest in it for a reason. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I wonder yeah. what it was. Uh, anyway, uh, any closing comments, man? I I, I appreciate you coming on. What yeah. what do you got going on in Dallas? Why why are you here? Shooting with uh, Seth a little bit later, probably a couple hours from now. Mm -hmm. um, doing some control skits and, and commercials, like little light stuff. Um, yesterday, shot with actually Baca. Um, so bringing Baca on to control, super hands on that. Um, and then other than that, uh, hanging out with you a little bit. Hopefully, Hell yeah. Hopefully Hell yeah. yeah, I'll this. be around for yeah. sure. Um, well, everyone, all of his information will be, link, uh, will be linked in the description down below. Uh, please be sure to check it out. If you guys have any questions, go ahead and hit them up on... Uh, on Twitter, right? Best, best Twitter. Yeah, Twitter yeah. Twitter's the best, uh, best way. Mine too. Um, but yeah, brother, thank you so much, man. It's been a long time coming. Uh, finally got around to it. Yeah. Uh, so glad that we that we got it in the can. Uh, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. If you guys enjoyed the episode, share it with someone. Subscribe if you haven't. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm on a I'm on a quest like every other YouTube who hasn't hit a million to hit a million, uh, and we are I think thirty eight thousand away, Matt. Something like that, around 38,000. So if you know 38,000 people that have a YouTube channel, why don't you tell them to subscribe to, to your friend right now. Uh, shout out to Manscaped again for sponsoring the podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Good. Bye.